Hello, this is Mary Christopher. Today is Sunday, May the 9th. Here in the U.S., uh, we're having Mother's Day. So I got some uh, lovely phone calls and texts, um, some lovely flowers, and some friends showed up with lunch. So, it's been a really good day, and I got some things done. I I am outside, and there is a thunderstorm moving in from the west, so I may have to jump up and get inside. When I came out, I looked to the fence, and there was a young buck, a young male deer, just staring at me through the fence, and he had about, I guess, maybe a couple of inches of his antlers showing. He's staring right at me. It's a beautiful day today. Got warm. Had a nice breeze. Just felt really good. Did some work outside. And some work inside. And spent time with friends, time on the phone with family. Wonderful day. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about gratitude. And I know that that it is highly recommended by... Um, psychologists, therapists, psychotherapists, um, spiritual teachers, trainers, lifestyle trainers. Gratitude becomes very highly recommended. And one of the things that, it, that gratitude can do for us is it can pull us out of an emotional trough, okay? Because oftentimes when we get low, we're paying attention to what we don't have or something in the past that didn't go the way we wanted it to or something in the past that was unpleasant. Or we're projecting into the future and our anxiety level goes up, right? So gratitude can bring us very much into the present. And that's where we need to be because it's only in the present, in the here and now, that change happens. We can hope for things to change in the future. We can't change anything in the past, even if we rewrite something, which is, is not a bad thing to do at all. But we can't, we can't change what happened. We can change our perspective of what happened in the past. But oftentimes that changes because we move into a state of gratitude or at the very least, 
appreciation. Um, so I, the other day I ran into somebody I knew and I said, good morning, how are you? Good to see you. How are you? And they said, well, I'm topside. And I was like, topside? And they said, yeah, topside. I'm not in the grave. <laughs> so I, they said, I'm grateful for that today. This was a Monday morning, right? And I thought, well, that's one way you could think about it, right? So we can even expand. We can expand the benefits of gratitude. So here's an example. Um, we were having lunch. My friends brought lunch, very good lunch. And we were sitting at a picnic table up the hill, nice breeze in the shade. And we were talking, visiting, and one of those dark blue butterflies flew by. So I mentioned that we had a flyby. That's what I call call it when butterflies come by. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. So it flew by one direction. And then a few minutes later, it came back from the other direction. And then it came back again, like almost in the same path and I just I love to watch butterflies just love to watch them the way they you know flutter by <laughs> um, and the these I call them blue velvet butterflies I don't know the scientific name but they're beautiful and I was I was so grateful to see this little butterfly And one of the ways to amplify that gratitude is to think about why I like or why am I grateful for this little butterfly. Okay, so part of it is the color. I love the color. I love their markings. I love to watch them fly by. And I also love the way butterflies often come past you going one way and then come back the other way and then sometimes go the other way. So I was just thinking of all the reasons that I love watching butterflies. And I'm the same way about dragonflies. I love watching dragonflies. Because technically, they're not supposed to be able to fly. Like they're not considered aerodynamically fit. But they're amazing. They're just absolutely amazing because they have four wings that are, that are separate. Like, they can maneuver or move those wings independently of the others. 
and they can also rotate them. So, I mean, they're not supposed to be able to get off the ground, but obviously they can. So I, I love to watch dragonflies. And I also love to watch dragonfly videos on YouTube. So it, when I think of everything or anything that I'm grateful for, it begins to shift my mood into a higher frequency. Just, just that. Like, without even making a big deal out of being grateful or having deep appreciation for my friends or my family. Um, it, it begins to shift the frequency within my whole system. It begins to shift the chemistry. It's similar to smiling. Even, even if you're not feeling very happy or you're stressed. When we smile, even if it's just to ourselves, it changes our chemistry. Studies have shown, okay? I'm not making this up. Smiling on a regular basis produces endorphins, which are, are considered happy hormones. And they are. They, they're among the happy hormones. So, even if we're not in a good mood, then if we smile, or if we're grateful for something, or appreciative, just appreciative for something or someone, something that we have, something that's happened, then it's, it's telling our system or our subconscious that we're, we're anticipating having a good day or we're anticipating being in a better mood. Other studies have shown that babies and like really young children and I think the study was done mainly on children like from birth to maybe 18 months. I don't remember exactly because it's been a while since I read this study. But they found that children, little children, smile on the average of 240-something times a day. And then they studied adults. They studied grown-ups, right? And grown-ups, on average, only smile 20 to 24, 25, maybe 28 times a day. That's a big drop in smiling. So, there are some really simple things we can do to make our lives work better and to shift our perception of the world around us. 
So we're, we're shifting our perspective. So this is a story I heard when I was growing up. There was a lady and she, when she was in her kitchen, she could look out the kitchen window and see her where her neighbor hung her laundry. And this particular lady would look out her window and it would look to her as though the neighbor's clothes hanging on the line, this is back when people had clotheslines, um, were dirty that she hadn't cleaned them. And so the lady who was in her kitchen would comment to family members about that what a terrible housekeeper her neighbor was because her clothes were always dirty. And then one day, someone cleaned the kitchen window. And guess what? The lady looked through the clean window and she could see that her neighbor's clothes hanging on the clothesline were very clean. So her visual perception shifted because of the lens, right, the window that she was looking through. That was like it was coloring her perception. So if we're tired or tense or stressed or upset or we haven't had enough sleep, that tends to shift our perspective, our perception of what's going on around us. And when we catch that, which we can, we can catch it just as it starts up, okay, which is a good time to catch it before it gets gathers any speed, right? So if we catch it and shift like you're in a car with a stick shift and you're shifting gears, okay? So or you're shifting direction, right? So we shift into gratitude or appreciation. Then we immediately begin to shift our perception of what we're experiencing. So today I was thinking about my mom and how much I appreciate all the things that she worked very diligently to teach me and the things that she shared with me, the things we did together. I would have liked to have done more things with my mom. I realized that. But sometimes it seemed like we were we were just so busy doing life that like we weren't just kind of hanging out together. So I, I would have liked to have had more time to hang out together, just to go get lunch or whatever, right? But at the same time I I deeply appreciated who she who she was and what she shared with me. And then I was thinking about my Aunt Nell, um, who had a master's degree. It was either in um, history or political science or something in that general line from Columbia University. And she was um, 
one of the, she came of age in the 20s, the roaring 20s, okay, and she uh, was one of the very early women to get a master's in that field from Columbia. Of course, I didn't know that for years, but she could talk politics with anybody and really, you know, carry on a very, very good conversation. So after I was grown, when I would go to visit her, she lived in Virginia, and my uncle had passed on by then, and she got the um, Washington Post and I think the Richmond paper every morning. So I would I would come down for breakfast and we would have we would spend the morning like we would spend sometimes two and a half hours having this leisurely breakfast in the kitchen at the counter that was in the middle of the kitchen and we would be reading the Washington Post or the the Richmond paper or um, I think those were the two main papers she got. We would, and we would read passages to each other and then we'd discuss, we'd talk about what we read and think about it and you know, if, if it was some sort of political problem or something, we would try to come up with solutions for it. And I just, I loved spending that time with her. And I learned so much from her and her particular perspective about the world and politics and history. And it was just, it was great having that time. So I really appreciate my aunt now and my other aunts and uncles. It just happened that I was, after I grew up, I was able to have that time with Aunt Nell. That was really wonderful to have that. And those folks have all gone on, so I miss them, but I deeply cherish the time that we did have. And, and of course, my kids were you know, calling in today and sending love and, and I'd already gotten some flowers. So, um, that was delightful. Absolutely delightful. And everybody has different experiences, different people, uh, different things that you're grateful for. And if we train our brain. If we train our neurons in that direction, in the direction of gratitude and appreciation, that will become more and more of what our consciousness working through our brain looks for in our, in, in our environment and in our lives. And we're all going to have difficult days, trying days, just, we are. I mean, this is the world, and there's a lot of suffering in the world right now. 
and it can get to be a bit heavy. So I'm careful about the news that I watch or how much of it. And I always uh, remember, do my best to remember that when there is suffering, when there is upset, when there's difficulty, there are also people showing up to help, always. I learned this from Mr. Rogers, and he learned it from his mother. So God bless our mothers, right? Definitely. And the other thing that happens that is so key in terms of gratitude is that it tends to get our neurological system and our heart, which has its own neurological wiring, its own system, it, it gets our heart and our brain, or our, what we call our mind, uh, more in sync with each other. A lot of what we do, especially now that we're in such a, quote, quote, high-tech uh, era, it, it involves, it's, it's, there's a lot of brain activity. But when we include gratitude or even just appreciation in, into our daily spiritual practice, it gets the heart and the mind working together instead of working separately or working in different, in different cycles with each other. And I think we rest better, we move through the world better when our heart and our brain or our mind, minds are working together. We just do. At least that's my experience. So I was thinking that what we could do is have a gratitude meditation. And it's obviously very simple. Um, we'll get centered with our breath and we will remember or think of things or people or experiences that we're grateful for. And we'll do it from the perspective of our heart, our hearts, okay? And we do similar exercises or meditations like this in class but I had such a, a wonderful day that I really wanted us to focus on gratitude. Okay, so um, I may have to... The clouds are moving. I may have to pop up in the middle of the meditation and get inside, but we'll stay put for now. If you've been sitting for a long time today, which I haven't been, but if you have, then this is a good time to uh, get up, stretch a little bit, ease some tension. Okay. Ah, take some deep breaths. Hmm. It's lovely here today.
And I believe we have a new moon on Tuesday. So we'll start a new lunar cycle, a new 28-day cycle on Tuesday. So if you've stretched and had some good breaths, uh, sit down or lie down or wherever, wherever or however you're comfortable, I'll talk us in to our gratitude meditation. And we'll do that for about five minutes. And then I'll talk us out. When you're ready, as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down to the very bottom of your lungs. Allow yourself to be centered. As you breathe out, following your breath, from your lungs, past your heart, your throat, and out into the space all around you. Allow yourself to relax. As you breathe in, Following your breath in through your nose, down your throat, to the very bottom of your lungs. Allow yourself to settle in, to be more grounded, more centered. And as you breathe out, following your breath, out into the space all around you, allow yourself to relax a little bit more. When you're feeling centered, relaxed and you're comfortable with your breath then bring your awareness to your heart and as you pay attention to your heart Think about something or someone, some place, some experience that you're grateful for. And really focus on that. It can be more than one thing or one person, one 
thing you remember may lead to another. Let your focus be with that. If your mind wanders off, just gently bring it back. Be aware of why you're grateful for that person or that place or that experience. Just think about why. And for the next few minutes, just let yourself rest with your heart, with gratitude and appreciation.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into your solar plexus, be aware of how centered you are. And as you breathe out, following your breath, from your lungs, past your heart, out into the space all around you, be aware of how relaxed you are. And now as you breathe in, be aware of your heart as you breathe down into your lungs and feel gratitude for the rhythm for the power for the consistency of your heart, even if it's not perfect. If you're here, your heart's still doing its job. And as you breathe out, following your breath, from your lungs, out into the space all around you, when you're ready, gently open your eyes. And remember this week to be grateful for everything that you have. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon.